0: The NHL trade deadline is here, and we have got you covered. The Boston Bruins acquired Hampus Lindholm from the Anaheim Ducks. We'll break down that trade. Plus, we'll look at both sides of the deal that sent former Flyers captain Claude Giroux to the Florida Panthers as our local experts tackle the biggest deals made over the weekend.
1: You're locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast. Gil Martin, always glad to be with you here today talking about the best stories from around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, today is trade deadline day in the National Hockey League, and GMs from around the league wasted little time In getting things done before the break, so we've got three of our local experts to cover some of the biggest trades that were made over the weekend. The Boston Bruins got Hampus Lindholm from the Anaheim Ducks, and Ian McLaren of Locked on Boston Bruins is here to break down that trade and tell you what it does for the Bruins as they head into the stretch drive. Then the Philadelphia Flyers sent their captain, Claude Giroux, to the Florida Panthers Armando Velez of Locked On Panthers is here to talk about the impact that and the Ben Chirat trade will have on the Panthers as they fight for home ice advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs. And we have Rachel Donner of Locked On Flyers here to talk about how this trade affects the Flyers' rebuild and where the Flyers go from here at the end of an era. Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins. Ian, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Gil. How are
0: you? I am good. Big move by the Bruins. They acquired defenseman Hampus Lindholm from the Ducks, and then within 24 hours of acquiring him, they signed him to an eight-year extension with an average cap hit of $6.5 million per year your thoughts on this deal, what they gave up and the value to the Boston Bruins.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll start with the value to the Bruins, uh, a left-hand defenseman, top pair left-hand defenseman is something that this team has been in need of for, well, a couple of years, ever since uh, Zdeno Chara and Tori Krug uh, both left the organization. And um, although Matt Grizzlick has played well with Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm steps in uh, with the ability to uh, play in all situations. He can play on either pairing with McAvoy or Brandon Carlo. And uh, he's not just a, a rental, like you mentioned. He's signed for the next eight seasons at a cap hit of six and a half million dollars. Uh, they did give up, you know, some pretty uh, sizable assets, a first-round pick in 2022, uh, a second-round pick uh, in 2023 and 2024, as well as promising uh, young defenseman, Yurho vakaninen who was a, a first-round pick just a few years ago. Um, one of those second-round picks was added to the deal to... Uh, entice Anaheim to take John Moore's contract. Uh, he was under contract for one more season. Um, so uh, overall, they yeah gave up some assets, um, some futures for this one, but they get uh, a steady, reliable uh, top pair defenseman who can help them now uh, and for years to come in return. And uh, overall... Uh, a win, I would say, for, uh, for Don Sweeney and company uh, on this trade, for sure. How much of that assessment
0: changed when the extension was signed?
1: Yeah, that was pretty key. Uh, I think when people first heard about the trade, knowing that Hampus Lindholm was an unrestricted free agent, uh, that would would have been a lot to give up just for, for a rental player. So uh, the hope was that There was an extension, perhaps not attached to the deal, but coming at some point. Um, And, you know, it was reported by some uh, pretty uh, locked in insiders relatively shortly after the deal was announced that uh, the two sides were indeed working on an extension. Uh, And that security, knowing that he's going to be a mainstay on the blue line for, you know, almost the next decade um made giving up those draft picks and and a, a bit more palatable for sure
0: who on the Bruins current roster will see their playing time cut the most as a result of this deal
1: oh that's a great question the Bruins uh are pretty left side heavy at the moment um they have i already mentioned Matt Grizzlick now with Hampus Lindholm in the top 4 that bumps out uh, a Mike Riley or Derek Forbort uh, from the top six on the left side. They also have Connor Clifton playing on the right side. Um, And Bruce Cassidy has already said uh, on Sunday that uh, the top four is set and then the bottom pairing, it will be uh, Forbort, Riley, who both just uh, signed with the Bruins this past offseason. They'll be fighting with Connor Clifton for, you know, Two of the those three guys will be fighting for the bottom pair spots. And it puts the Bruins in a position where they might have two lefties playing on the bottom pair. Uh not something that's unheard of that they've never done before. Uh but um in the immediate future, one of those guys who's been a regular in the lineup uh will be out once Lindholm makes his uh his debut with the Bruins which won't be Monday in Montreal he'll he's going to join the team uh later this week and uh likely be in the lineup Thursday against the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: And how do you see the Bruins utilizing Lindholm?
1: Yeah, he's a guy uh he's a guy that can be used in all situations. He doesn't uh blow anybody away uh necessarily offensively, he might not get uh a load of power play time this might allow them to uh free up a guy like Grizzlick to take on a more of a power play role but he'll certainly play um on the penalty kill he's uh, a very talented and effective player at even strength so he's gonna play you know he's gonna carry heavy minutes five on five killing penalties uh there has been a a pretty big gap between say Charlie McAvoy, their clear number one defenseman in terms of ice time and guys who are a bit down. Uh this will kind of lessen the burden on McAvoy to carry the load defensively and uh spread the ice time around a little bit as well. It's it's worth noting that Lindholm his game has dropped off this year, perhaps last season relative to earlier in his career, but he had been paired with Uh, a 19-year-old in in Jamie Drysdale in Anaheim. Uh, So he will no longer, not that Drysdale isn't a highly regarded prospect, uh, but Lindholm will now get the opportunity to play with uh, more of a bona fide number one guy at this time, and that should help elevate his game as well for the Boston Bruins.
0: What, if any, other moves do you expect the Bruins to make by tomorrow's trade deadline?
1: I think they they still probably will be pretty active. I think that um, the second-line center hole is still something that needs to be rectified, whether or not it's before the deadline or in the off offseason. Uh, David Krejci has made it clear that he has no uh, plan to come back. He's happy over in uh, Czechia with his family. Uh, Eric Haula has been filling that role pretty well in recent weeks, but... Uh, still, I'd like to see them do something there. Uh, they could use some help on the wing, uh, scoring right winger uh, most specifically. And then um, perhaps a bit more depth on the blue line. You can never have too much of that when you go into the playoffs. Um, so I think, yeah, if they could get someone who can play center and possibly play on the wing at the same uh You know, same time, Uh, a guy who can flip between those two roles and add some offense, Uh, they could add that. Uh, A guy like Connor Garland, I think, would be near the top of their list as to guys who could fill that role.
0: All right. Ian,
1: thanks so much. Uh, Why don't you
0: tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find you and the podcast and social media as well?
1: Yeah, everybody, uh, Bruins fans, can follow along. Uh, locked on Boston Bruins. You can search that up on your podcast app and uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. The podcast on Twitter is at locked NHL Bruins and people can find me at Ian C. McLaren. All right.
0: Ian, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for doing this.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Gil. Take care.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by athletic greens. Our next partner is a product I literally use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I really hated taking pills and vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. And it supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And welcome back everybody to the Locked On NHL podcast. And thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And no, it's not Friday but uh, it is my pleasure to uh, welcome my usual Friday co-host, Rachel Donner, to talk a little bit about the Claude Giroux trade from a Philadelphia Flyers perspective. Rachel, long time no see. <laughs>
2: yeah, happy to be back.
0: Great to have you here. So I know we talked a little on Friday show and you were not looking forward to this trade. It was emotionally difficult for you, and I'm sure for a lot of Flyers fans as well. Uh, Now that the trade has gone down, your thoughts about what the Flyers got back and and how this trade worked out?
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think that for the most part, Flyers fans were not expecting any sort of massive return like the Habs got for Ben Sherratt, for instance, because... Drew had a no-move clause in his contract, and so basically could pick and choose where he wanted to go. And for him, Florida was it. He just really did not want to consider any other teams, and that is his right and more power to him. So I'm happy that if this deal had to be made, that he gets to go where he wants to go and have a real legitimate chance at winning a Stanley Cup. So that's fantastic. I think you know people are disappointed in the return partially because the player we got was Owen Tippett who has had mixed results thus far in his career and got sent down by Florida to the AHL and so is this a guy that's really got some potential and that maybe there were some other prospects in Florida's system than that they would have liked and unfortunately because of the Sharott deal the picks that maybe Flyers fans would have liked were not available either. So the Flyers got the 2024 first round pick for from the Panthers. And, you know, that's a long way off <laughs> in hockey terms. So I think that, mm-hmm. you know, whether the Flyers use that as an asset in another trade or they use the pick in 2014, 24, it's it's just hard to imagine that. And it's it's nothing tangible right now. But what the flyers were able to do is offload a couple of smaller contracts for AHL guys. And the hidden benefit to that is that the flyers were at 49 contracts, and there's a max of 50 that they're allowed. So by doing so, they created some space. In their system, as well as losing Jerry Mayhew to waivers to Anaheim, which was a little unexpected. But the Flyers are now down to 45 contracts and have the space to potentially sign Noah Cates and Bobby Brink and Ronnie Adderd coming out of college season after the Frozen Four tournament is over.
0: All right. So those are the benefits there. We saw Owen Tippett a little bit this afternoon in the game against the Islanders. We Uh, did. Your thoughts about his Flyers debut and how he looked and and where do you see him fitting into the Flyers going forward?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, they want him to play on the power play and they gave him a ton of time. In that game. And I thought he looked pretty good uh, overall. I think he was running on adrenaline in this one because he had really only had 12 hours to prepare for this, had not gone to a Flyers practice, so basically showed up and went directly and played in a game with brand new people that um, he hadn't played with before. Now, luckily, he was on a line with Morgan Frost, who was a teammate for Team Canada's World Juniors team in, I think, 2018. So at least there was a familiar face in the room and, uh, and somebody on his line who he was familiar with. So that was good to see but i think you know he had a couple of really good plays i think he uh, showed his offensive prowess in this one and didn't make any significant mistakes i saw him you know a little off a couple of times but i think that was more due to the unfamiliarity now you know will he be able to sustain this level of play i don't know because again he was running on adrenaline and first game, you know, crazy things always happen. But I, I do think that there will be a lot of pressure on him to perform and develop. But the good news for him is that there's a lot less pressure for him on the flyers in terms of, you know, they're not in a playoff hunt or anything like that. So he's going to get solid NHL time and a chance to kind of build a relationship with the team and, and show everybody what he's got. All
0: right. So Claude Giroux now gone. Uh, who do you think steps up into a leadership role for the flyers for the rest of this season and beyond?
2: Well, they did give Cam Atkinson an A in, uh, to kind of replace the official on ice leadership uh, position. And I think, you know, that's exactly the, the perfect choice for it. I think that, you know, if you're looking at potential captains down the line, you look for somebody like Cam Atkinson or a Kevin Hayes or a Sean Couturier, um, who I think, you know, since he's been out injured, a lot of times we almost forget he's there in terms of the leadership role, but um, I think that yeah, it'll be one of those guys that will get the captaincy next season, unless you know some crazy other trade move happens. But I think there's a lot of opportunity for some of the younger guys to build leadership roles, and Joel Farabee is absolutely one of them. He had a great game against the Islanders as well, and I think you know Claude Giroux kind of dubbed him the heir apparent on his way out, so to speak, and it's for good reason. I mean Joel Farabee is extremely skilled and you know has the drive I think to put himself in a position that eventually he will be that mentor to the younger guys coming up.
0: Chuck Fletcher now has this pick in 2024. It is top 10 protected, so if the Panthers fall off the face of the earth in 2023, it goes to 2025, but uh Is it possible, do you think, that Fletcher looks to trade this pick to speed up the rebuilding program, or do you think they keep it and try to build around it?
2: You know, it's an interesting question because I think it will partially depend on how hot Chuck Fletcher's seat is at the moment in this offseason and what he wants to do in this, quote-unquote, aggressive retool. That they plan on doing, and you know, one of the signs of the methodology was the Rasmus Ristolainen contract extension, and you know, in terms of the approach that he's taking, and I think that's what has a lot of us on edge because it seems like he may be interested in making more uh, hockey moves as opposed to draft and develop, or you know, some other way of um, improving the team this upcoming year and that pick could be a prime asset to use in a in a bigger hockey move in the offseason but again I a lot of the dominoes have to fall before that decision would be made in terms of where the Flyers end up in the draft and then you know what's who's available at free agency time and and what the price is going to be and what the cap situation looks like because they have a lot of contracts to deal with in in this offseason as well
0: well certainly will be interesting and we'll check back with you throughout the uh rest of the season and the offseason to see how that goes rachel why don't you tell our listeners where they could find you on social media and where they could find the podcast
2: You can find Locked on Flyers on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. We did a whole special episode on the Claude Giroux deal. So look for that in our feeds. And I'm on Twitter at R. Miriam.
0: Rachel, always a pleasure. And uh, we'll speak again on Friday. As always. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online, where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And listen to these flavors. I mean, yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. The puffs are so good, these are going to be your new favorite. And like all built bars, they're low calorie, high protein, high fiber, and low in net carbs. So, most built bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about that taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, glad to be with you today. And thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. My pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Florida Panthers, Armando Velez. Armando, great to have you back.
3: It's great to be back, Gil. Um, it's a
0: pretty good weekend here in Pantherland, that's for sure. Uh, I would think that it's been a pretty good season so far in Pantherland. The big fish, Claude Giroux, arguably the best offensive player available at the trade deadline. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on what the Panthers gave up to get Claude Giroux, and was that too high a price?
3: Let's backtrack a little bit right before the Claude <laughs> Giroux deal. First, they traded Frank Vertroude to the New York Rangers in exchange for a fourth-round pick. That was more of a cap dump, and this was even before the injury to Aaron Eckblad, which and him ended up being on LTIR, relieving um, $7.5 million of the cap. So that, that deal was first then Ben Sherratt, the Florida Panthers trade for Ben Sherratt of the Montreal Canadiens uh, give up a 2023 first Tice melanich and that same pick that they got from New York to Montreal. So they use that as extra ammunition to fit under the cap, 50% retain. And then that was the move. And then the Florida Panthers weren't done. Here's the thing, though, they couldn't make a better that deal for Ben Sherratt Made their deal to the Philadelphia Flyers, not the deal that Philly wanted. the The rumors were always that Colorado had the better deal to Philadelphia that the Florida Panthers had, but of course, the rumors saying of Claude Drew saying the only place that he would waive his no movement clause would be to go to Florida, and all the leverage was on Claude Drew. Claude Drew for, for that so the Florida Panthers didn't honestly didn't have to give up really as much as I thought they were going to for someone like Claude Giroux I mean Owen Tippett who is probably in need of a change of scenery he was the guy that probably was most affected by the coaching change um early on in the season so now the Florida Panthers they tr- already traded 2022 20, and 23 their ones So now they had to go way into the future in 2020 for 2024 and the third round pick. The Florida Panthers did get some prospects back uh, with a little bit of term on on one of them. And and they um, not numbers wise, they don't have the best numbers um, out in Lehigh Valley. But you don't deplete your whole farm. That's the other thing about that trade. And there were some untouchables uh, for the Florida Panthers, of course, Anton Lindell. Spencer Knight, Mackie Semiskevich, who's in his first uh, season um, at the University of Michigan. So, it he and here's the thing that it gets a little troublesome for the Philadelphia Flyers in their return. All their first round picks that they got they traded in the next three years, all of them are top 10 protected. Buffalo's going to get their pick uh this year for in the exchange for Sam Reinhardt, But if somehow the the wheels break off for the Florida Panthers next year and they end up in the top 10, that that those picks end up being delayed for the 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 pick that would be sent to Montreal then would be moved back to another year. So that prospect that 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 pick that the Philadelphia Flyers could get for Claude Drew might not even make it to the NHL like maybe in 2028, 2029 around there. So the the Florida Panthers doing putting that condition onto the pick it just really um, helped them in this trade. And, of course, the Florida Panthers, this is their time to go for it because they have a lot of cap um, troubles coming up in the future. The majority of Keith Yandel's buyout is still on the books, and next year will be the majority of it. Sergey Bobrovsky's contract is still large. First year of Alexander Barkov's deal uh, coming in next season. Jonathan Huberto, if he gets extended, his first year of that deal won't be after uh 2023. So that's a good sign of that. So that's why the the Florida Panthers and Bill Zito decide to this is the time now. We like our team top of the East already. So adding those extra pieces and Claude Duroux, it's a bonus to have Claude Drew. They didn't have they didn't need to get Claude Giroux, but having him there is just that added bonus and just adding to that firepower because the Florida Panthers they saw their division rival win twice in the last two years. They want to make sure that they bring a bit of a challenge
0: so you talk about the two big additions Sherat and jeru where do they fit into this lineup and how do you see the chemistry you know who are they going to play with what kind of role do you think they'll have now things change a little bit with Aaron Eckblad's injury and
3: him going on ltir um so there's a possibility that we might have the forsling Weger uh, pairing from last year, and Aaron Ekblad. Um, the injury that Aaron Ekblad sustained on his leg—it was the opposite leg that he that he broke uh, last year. He there, this news for Aaron Ekblad is even better than the ones that we we got last year. So the chances are he could be returning for the playoffs. First of all, so we might see that Forsling Uyghur combination go back again in the playoffs. We could also see Ben Chirac mixed in with either Radical Gudas or a Brandon Montour. If he was paired up with Radical Gudas, then that lot, that defensive pairing would just be a hitting machine back and forth. But if you also ex- separate them on D pairings too, you, you'll bring physicality on multiple lines on your, on your um, second and third pairing. And Claude Drew, I would like to see him try the first line first with Alexander Barkov. But if he is on the second line with Jonathan Huberto and Sam Bennett and they can make it work, then then it's a again claude drew is a bonus for the for this roster and the top line of the florida panthers as great as they are one thing that has always been missing was a winger for alexander Barkov this season because there's always been a different person every single night uh, anthony duclair seems to have solidified his place on the second line on the right wing so there's where there is where you can uh where you could finagle a little bit with the lines and it just it's just a perfect situation for the Panthers.
0: What is your biggest concern about this deal? Is it the long-term ramifications like five years down the road when you have three years without a first round pick that eventually this comes back to bite the team a little bit?
3: Uh, it's more like the short term, um, really. Even even a year like next year where Bill Zito, Bill Zito if, depending on what happens, whether they win a cup or not, that could determine how aggressive they go even next year because they have at that time at, by the time next year's trade deadline comes around they'll already have two first-round picks surrendered. So what what else is, are they going to be able to give if they want to go in the route of buying again? So that's a question that they need to ask um, themselves. So that is a concern. That's why once again this is this is why you have to go for it this year and try to win this year. This is the this is the time to for that for them to go for it and another concern is really the health of the sergey bobrovsky right now um the florida panthers just came off a four game west coast trip in the first game he was on the bench and he took a puck to the mouth and had 17 stitches didn't play the rest of the road trip spencer Knight looked outstanding after being up and down in the minors this season but um he won uh um he won uh two two out of the four and one of them uh was a shootout loss so uh, a five out of a possible um, eight points for the most recent road trip for the Panthers. So the Florida Panthers don't play again until Thursday. So the Panthers might be looking for a goaltender, a third goalie don't know yet. Um, The, the, goalie that i would like to the florida panthers to trade for is possibly anton forsberg of the ottawa senators he's another expiring deal and the florida panthers with all of these deals that they've gotten they made sure that all of them were uh expiring deals including their 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 most recent trade in robert Haig of the buffalo sabers who they traded a six round pick for and that six round pick for the panthers was the pick that they got from calgary in the sam bennett deal so they're using they're mixing and matching all these picks and using them as and moving them around to get the players that they want
0: busy busy time in Florida Armando why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find you on social media and where they could find the podcast Uh, they can follow me on Twitter
3: at Mondo man 12 follow the show account on Twitter at L O underscore F L a Panthers and let's enjoy this ride that's what that's all I gotta say let's enjoy the ride and um uh, follow along uh, and as we uh as the Florida Panthers are hoping to win their first playoff series since 1996. Uh, It should
0: be a a fun ride. And uh, thank you again, Armando. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Gil. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. I want to thank all of my guests today. I want to thank Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins, Rachel Donner of Locked On Flyers, and Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers. Everybody, everybody, Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm Gil Martin. You can hear me every Monday and Friday here on the Locked On NHL podcast. And every Monday through Friday, I'm hosting Locked On Islanders. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and thank you for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.